Hello and welcome to the Hope Station. I am your host, Diane Bells. And today's conversation is about roles. And that is roles, titles, responsibilities, how we show up in the world. And why I'm having this conversation is because I am having some challenges myself and I'm wondering if you feel the same way. So some of those challenges are caused before because I am now a widow. I once knew what my role was. I was Mr. Bells's wife. My children are adults now. So even though I'm still their mother, I'm not their mom. That role of being a confidant, that role of being someone supportive, someone who's taking care of them doesn't exist because they're doing that themselves. And even with my granddaughters, as they get older, I don't have that same connection, that same role, that same feeling of this is where I belong in my relationship to them. So are you in a transition yourself? Have you lost a job, lost a spouse, lost a role or friendship, something that you valued and you consider that that was part of who you were, that was part of your identity. If so, continue to listen because I want to share a story with you and what direction I'm going in to help me answer that question, who am I and what role am I to play in this world now? For me, I guess I've always had that question. Now, what do you want to be when you grow up? I never had a solid answer for that. I don't think I have one today. And that's why we're having this conversation. And I would look and say, like, why do they keep asking me this question? Why is it so important? Why is being Diane not enough for some people? And I know that this is part of just having conversations. They, they're interested in you and they want to know something about you. And I realize there's so many of us who don't always have a solid answer for that. We attach our identity to a role. And then when that role goes away, it sort of leaves this void, this absence of why am I here? What do I do next? Have you felt that way? Can you feel that way? For me, it really brings up an anxiety because I want to be valued. I want to feel like I'm bringing something to the conversation, to that relationship. And for me, if I know what role I am to play, I can feel much more confident in making sure that I'm making an impact. I'm helping you. I'm doing something of value. I used to do that with my employees as well. One of the roles that I was really proud of is that I was an executive and I was blessed with a fabulous team and we did fabulous things together. And there were times when they wanted to have a meeting with me, say it was a different meeting than our usual one-on-one meetings. I would ask them, I would ask them, what role do you want me to play? Because I wanted to be the best version of Diane for that situation. So one of those versions was the listening Diane. They just needed someone to tell their story to. Maybe they had a different 
difficult interaction with someone on our team or one of their clients. Uh, maybe they needed the problem solving, Diane. They were faced with something and they weren't sure what the best path to take was. Sometimes they needed the consultant, Diane, who wouldn't give them the answer, would ask questions. That's the coaching, Diane. What are you looking for? What's your goal? What do you expect from this? So if I knew what the role was, then I could help them move forward. And I feel the same way right now. If I knew the role I needed to have for me, then I could move forward. And I see myself asking myself that question every single day. I feel like I'm at this crossroads of who is Diane and who do I want to be? Who can I be? Who can I be? How exciting is that? What's the best me to be for this point in my life? Who is the best me I can be? So without a role, it really does feel challenging for me, whether I'm engaging in new friendships. I've had old friendships. I knew what my role was in those friendships. When people called me, I knew what they wanted from me. And a lot of times it was just a sounding board, someone to listen to them, someone maybe to offer some advice to them when they wanted it. I worked real hard at not giving unsolicited advice. Uh, That's part of wisdom. I want to engage now with the new population. I want to engage with people who are listening to this podcast. Who do they need Diane to be? Is Diane the host to the show and she brings in people to interview? I love that. I love having conversations with people, getting to know them, and then offering their solutions to problems and challenges that they've had to my audience. I also like to speak, Diane. I like to be the one teaching. I like to be the one offering solutions or ideas or recommendations or sharing a story that I think can be of value to you. So the story I'd like to share is about my distress answering the role question, who are you again, when I was invited to a murder mystery costume party. And this is with a singles Christian group I belong to. And I was like, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. I like mysteries. I don't like murders per se, but I like mysteries. I like trying to figure things out. And then the invite said a Wild West attire. I said yes, but I really do hate costume parties. If I can't figure out who I want to be on a daily basis, how am I going to decide who to be for this party? So this is crazy, but it actually causes me some stress. And then I have what I call yes remorse came over me. And that's when I say yes, but now I want to say no, because I have to figure this thing out. Who am I going to be? So for me, it's harder to decide who I'm going to pretend to be (laughs) than just being me. But they didn't ask, well, they asked me to the, the party. They just didn't ask me to show up as me. They wanted to play. And it's so great when we can play act as adults and just be in a different situation. It gets our imagination really working and it's good for us. 
Again, I just need to know what role I want to play. Thankfully, before I changed my mind and I decided I wasn't going to decline, I was assigned a role as a saloon dancer. I'm like, well, this will be fun, except I have nothing saloony in my in my closet. I I just don't have it. And when I decided to go, well, what should I do? Where should I go? Time is running out. I just have like a week or maybe 10 days to make this costume decision. Of course, where do you go? Amazon. So when I'm looking at Amazon, I'm just, you know, scrolling through the different options. And I see this really cute outfit, this adorable, young, thin, blonde haired woman with this really cute costume on. I said, that's the one for me until I brought it home. Because what they're selling really looks good on who the model is that's selling that costume. It didn't look good on me. I was not the person in the package. And I felt really discouraged because I'm like, okay, I know what my role is, but isn't part of your role dressing for that role? So then I sent that back and ordered another costume that that was 10 times worse. It was it was just bad all over. And I wanted to give up. Again, I wanted to go back and decline the invitation. And then I decided I was going to channel my daughter-in-law. See, my daughter-in-law loves Halloween. Today is the day before, no, today is Halloween when I'm recording this. And she's showing me pictures of my granddaughter, Sophia, and her outfit. And she did uh makeup. She's a jester. She was absolutely adorable. She's always adorable because she's my granddaughter. And my daughter-in-law, Suzette, sends me a picture of her in her costume. She's rocking the 80s. She had come into our life and wanted to have these Halloween parties. You know, dressing up in costumes and such was a big part of her culture. She's from Venezuela. And I was like, just excited about her excitement. And even though I didn't like dressing up, she would sort of help us get into the mood, get into the theme of things. And some of the outfits that she would pick for my husband and me were a little outrageous, but we were having fun. It was one of the best times that I can remember having over 100 people out on our back deck on a, on a fall night. I love fall nights. I love that cold air. I love the smell of the leaves. I love it all. That's the best part about Halloween for me. The crunching of the leaves and just the smell of the air as it's changing. So I said, well, what would Suzette do? You know, if she was in a costume sort of funk and she would just go to one of the local discount stores. So there's a Burlington by me. And I said, they have to have some kind of a dress, a skirt, a shirt, something that I could wear. I ended up finding two long dresses on the rack. So here I am again. I had two costume failures already. And going into the dressing room, if you're not in the right state of mind, that can be a painful process for most of us. Uh, I know that for a fact because what was it? a couple of years ago, I was going to buy a bathing suit at Macy's. And this young lady was, you know, at the... Um, the cash register and she saw me picking up the the bathing suits and she says can I offer a bit of advice before you go into the dressing room and I'm like okay I'm up for what's the advice she said be gentle to yourself so I knew that I needed to be gentle to myself I was going into this dressing room and looking for something to work 
So I put on this one dress and I'm like, uh, no, I don't think it says show up like a princess. <laughs> so I was picking dresses out that I liked, but maybe it wasn't the best dress for the role that I was to play. And then I tried on this lace sequin dress that was really sharp. It fit me great. And it was only $10. So how could you say no to $10? But then after I brought it home, I'm like, well, how do I make this look like a saloon girl? Because the outfits were very different. They were short. They had, you know, like bustier type tops and such. And I that that's not the look I want to be wearing. Trust me, that's just not the look for me. So as I was wearing it, and I was excited about the costume because I thought, I really like this dress. I actually thought if I ever get married again, I'm going to have that pattern for this dress made. It was an A-line dress, and I just really liked it. And I love lace. My first wedding dress, my only wedding dress at this point, <laughs> was lace. Every dress that I had that was lace, I just love it. So I love the dress, and then I was getting... An outfit. I had a feather uh, hair piece. I had cowboy boots on. I thought at least I would look sort of Western and just was having fun with the whole aspect of it until I get in the car and on the drive over, I'm like, wait a minute. Is this really a saloon girl outfit? And then I started having a conversation in my head. Do you ever have those conversations with yourself that you're being the rational and irrational person having a conversation? And you just almost don't want to stop because it's a very interesting conversation, but that conversation was counterproductive. So the bottom line is I thought, okay, I am not coming in at the costume that they asked for. I'm going to have to make up a story. So I decided I was going to create my own role. And in the car, I'm saying, you know what? I could say I'm an opera singer and I was running away from my fame due to some shame that I suffered. You know, I ran away, I cheated on my husband, something, some sort of scenario or story I was creating in my mind to say, and this is why I, someone so elegant, <laughs> so beautiful, had shown up at this saloon in Kansas and it was so funny because when I got there, that was exactly what my character, Patty Pettigoat, was all about. She was someone who lied about her past. And like me, she really didn't like people asking her nosy questions about her past or what she's done or, or what was going on. And it was just so much fun because now I could be in this outfit and create a character to go along with it. So it was just a great night and it was just fun because here we are a bunch of Christians and we're lying and gossiping, not about one another, but about the characters. And it was just really fun to see who we who we could become. So here we are, you know, in our 40s, 50s, 60s, and we're just enjoying being kids again. It was just so great. So this is gets me to the point of saying, so how would I decide the role that I'm going to play for the rest of my life? How would you decide? You know, who dictates that role? Is this the role that I want to play? So I've been making some choices about roles that I want to play and that I don't want to play. There are things that I volunteer for that I said, you know what, 
this really isn't my genius and my gift. And I no longer want to be showing up in a volunteer status doing things that I don't love to do. I just don't want to do that. And there's other, you know, part-time jobs that I have that saying, you know, this is becoming much more challenging than it should be. And I want to say no to that. So I'm like closing the door for that as of January 1st. And it's freeing, but it's also kind of scary to say, oh, well, what kind of role do I want to be? So rather than me trying to decide the role, I'm looking at what really looks good on me. That's what I chose. That's why I chose that dress, because I believed it looked good on me, accentuated my best parts. And I just thought like, this is awesome. I feel good in this role. So what are some of the roles that I feel good in? I do feel good interviewing. I love interviewing people, digging a little bit deeper, getting a really good conversation going, getting to understand someone, getting to bring out the best in them so that they can share with you some of their their stories, some of their transformations, some of their struggles, and help you bring hope to your own situation, applying these. I also like the opportunity to step away and tell my own story like I'm doing today. So maybe my role at the Hope Station is not just the host interviewing but it's also the guest host. I don't know what I'd call myself. Oh, title confusion again, deciding what that should be. And also deciding who are the people that I want to bring in when I'm teaching and coaching to design them myself and no longer worry about that I'm working for a company or a corporation and going by their standards. How does Diane want to do this? How does Diane want to do the roles in her life? How does she want to show up as a mother, as a mother-in-law, as a sister-in-law, as a sister, as a grandmother, as a friend, as an aunt? How do I want to show up for those roles? What do I do that brings the most value? And I think it goes back to the same value that I brought to my employees. I'm going to listen. I'm going to offer advice if you need it and ask for it. I can be your coach. I can be your consultant. I can be your mentor. And when you can almost see that and say, that fits me really well. And stop trying to be someone that I no longer want to be, that no longer fits me, that no longer brings life to me and joy to me. That's who I want to be. And maybe by doing that, I can let go of these titles that I've held on to for so long, like the title of wife. I still feel like Joe's wife. It just, he has a different home now and that's in heaven. And that can be tough at times to say, oh, I don't want to be called a widow. So what title do I want? And right now I'm going by, (laughs) going to do a Madonna and an Oprah And I'm just Diane. And for right now, that's good enough because that's a role that I want to learn to love to play. So if you would like help in defining your next role in life, maybe you're going through a transition. Maybe there's something challenging happening that you just feel like the role that you have now doesn't fit any longer. 
and you just like to have a chat with someone, to have a conversation, to maybe help you sort some of these things out, we can do that. There's a link in my show notes that'll bring you to my website and to my calendar page. And I would love to have that conversation and help you get a role that fits you perfectly, that you can be the star of that role. And that's why I hoped you rolled into the Hope Station today. I want to thank you so much for coming on, for joining me today, and I hope that this has been helpful. So until next week, have a great week, and I wish that it is full of hope and promise and clarity in defining what role you want to play.